Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to live my life, putting purpose over profit. Too many fallen soldiers, too many slain prophets. Eyes on the prize, yeah, I gotta watch it. Agents amongst us, get your hand out my pocket. I'm sick with the pet. Brothers and sisters are sick in the pet. Oppressed by the man, attacked by the clan. America's plan, depression sets in. People becoming so hopeless. Said we can't breathe, they still choke us. They put the body cam on, it's either turn off or out of focus. Yeah, another death, another life. They pull the trigger, no thinking twice. Cops be wildin', the killing youth. The new Jim Crow, a different noose. It's the beast, it's the beast, mark of the beast. Cease and desist, increase the peace. Move in silence, don't make a sound. But when they come, stand your ground. R.I.P. to all the martyrs. Say your prayer, Heavenly Father. Black lives matter, black lives matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to live my life, putting purpose over profit. Too many fallen soldiers, too many slain prophets. Eyes on the prize. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Agents amongst us, get your hand out my pocket. I'm sick with the pet. Brothers and sisters are sick in the pet. Oppressed by the man, attacked by the clan. America's plan, depression sets in. People becoming so hopeless. Said we can't breathe, they still choke us. They put the body cam on, it's either turn off or out of focus. Yeah, another death, another life. They pull the trigger, no thinking twice. Cops be wildin', the killing youth. The new Jim Crow, a different noose. It's the beast. It's the beast, mark of the beast Cease and desist, increase the peace Move in silence, don't make a sound But when they come, stand your ground R.I.P. to all the martyrs Say your prayer, Heavenly Father Black lives matter, black lives matter Yeah, yeah Alright guys, welcome back to another live episode of The Creative Gourd. And yes, as always, our intro done by Mr. Nashi Linton straight from Trenton and ours truly, Mr. Professor Israel. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, brother? It's good to see you, man. Likewise, likewise. And I just have to give a special shout out to our sponsor for the show. So big up to Big Dre. So the Brown Juice Barbershop has started going live and has knocked it out the park i'm thoroughly impressed from my young pupils it's very inspiring stuff so again i just had to give a big shout out to you guys for taking that action which we're going to be talking about today in terms of building a legacy we'll get into that later yes sir and i appreciate it and I, I can't let us have this moment pass without me saying thank you sir for all of your wisdom advice support um planting seeds providing equipment all those things, man. So um, you have definitely been what you call an angel investor um, <laughs> or a seed funder. Um, this is like your own YouTube venture capital firm, man. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. I'm just inspired by you guys as well. So it's it's always a joy. And I'll be honest, uh, I'm in another joyful mood because it is the holiday. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah for those who are watching and and partaking and i'll have to be honest i'm very festive because i'm keeping it in the family this evening and i'm partaking in the uncle nearest talk about it okay i see you yeah. uncle nearest uncle nearest i'm i'm sipping a little uh little mixed drink today oh drink. got a little uh you know jamaican ginger beer and uh just a little bit of regular um mix and bourbon some heaven hill oh i got you yeah that's that is a uh that's a very delightful combination i will say that Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. So in one way, I am, you know, doing it for the culture with the with the with the Jamaican <laughs> with the with the Jamaican uh, ginger beer. Yes. Yeah, I'm on Wagwan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. But yeah, it definitely has been a festive moment. I mean, I was talking to um, Amanda the other day. I was like, it's crazy how there's like this huge build up to Christmas, right? And then it's gone, and it's crazy. It's just crazy how that, especially the more and more you get older. Um, you know, you know, of course you still have gift giving, you still get a chance to see family. This year was different. Um, 
but it's it's not as long as I remember it. Right, exactly. But it it, it happens every time. It's like it, it's that huge build up in anticipation. Then, like you said, just out of nowhere. Exactly, exactly. But um, always, always a good time, regardless. Absolutely. And I, I'm glad that, you know, people were able to enjoy themselves during this holiday season after the year 2020 that we had. So that's why we wanted to make this show about having a positive outlook for 2021 next year after, how, let's say, how brutal and sobering 2020 was for not only us culturally, but mentally, dramatically, emotionally, all these other things. So I would say me personally, I'm very grateful for making it this far in 2020. And I feel like it epitomized the quote that tomorrow's never promised. I feel mm. like this year in general has kind of set that tone very early on. Absolutely. And from a realistic perspective, this was a difficult, 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 difficult year. However, from a more, I guess, zoomed out perspective mm. and more of a spiritual um, faith uh, lens perspective, uh, this was a year where we were asked to sit down, reflect, pause, um, take a step back from our usual daily routine, um, and really take stock and value of what is in our life, um, who's in our life, what's necessary, who's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, it's been a moment where we've been stretched in many ways. Um, so we were just talking about Brown's Barbershop. Now we're talking about the live streams that we've started doing in 2020 with Creative Gourd. You know, here, here, here we are. You know, um, I know I'll speak for myself, but I know I can speak for you too. Um, introverted, mm-hmm. you know, pretty private and low key. Yet I'm on YouTube. Yet <laughs> I'm doing live streams. Yet I'm sharing my life. You know that that's not that's not usually how I get down. Right. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things that was birthed out of this moment, birthed out of quarantine, birthed out of um, a moment where God seems to be stretching folks. Mm. Or, or elevating folks or sending some folks down or putting things away and picking other things up. And, you know, it's just been one of those moments where we just have to be reflective as we enter this new year um, about why all of this is happening. We know what's happening, right? Um, but we can't let this year, this year end and enter a new year without really thinking about why. Absolutely. And Claude this says holiday season was definitely therapeutic and needed for me this year, gathering people I love and experiencing their joy was a blessing. And absolutely. And that kind of echoes your point that you said, Mix, because you got to take a we collectively got to take a step back and realize what was important. So I guess one of the other elements that I'm have a positive outlook is that the connections that we had were even more strengthened and solidified during this period. So m- moving forward it's going to be even even more inspiring, which is fantastic. Yeah, so my thing is, if you didn't know who your team was to begin with in mm. 2020, you probably know who your team is now. If you didn't know who was going to ride out for you, you probably know who's going to ride out for you now. If you didn't know who was going to be there for you in your time of need, you probably know that now. Um, so as we enter 2021, you should know you're starting five. You know, you should know you're sixth man. You should know all these things. Absolutely. Um, and just hit the ground running in 2021. Yes, and we know who the manager is, right? And we, uh, you know, <laughs> we definitely know who the the number one fans are as well, which is very important because, mm-hmm. as uh, Aubrey would say, some people just like to give fake love at times. This is true. This is true. Straight up to your face, <laughs> <laughs> for for whatever reason. And as Chloe XO Josh says, pressure creates diamonds and friction creates pearls. Interesting. I never heard that it's- second part. Just the first part. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's Absolutely. that's amazing. And yeah, shout out to Team Savage as well. That's definitely on the team this year. Yes, yes. All day, every day. So shout out to the folks over at Team Savage. Absolutely. And I guess to be thankful about and grateful for actually seeing people's true colors as well. Because certain mm-hmm. things needed to be highlighted that have gone, been swept under, like, oh, we'll get to it another year, we'll get to it at a later time. And it, it was all uh, exposed or brought up during this time period. So I think a lot of people, especially in our culture and community, are very grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if I was to make an analogy for, I guess, 2020, right, mm. to think about, um, you know, when you're running. Like sometimes you just focus on running. You're just running, 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 running. And you're not going to stop until the race is over. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine if you're running a track meet, if you're just running a race, and for whatever reason, they call a timeout. I know this doesn't happen in track, 
But for whatever reason, they just call a timeout. You have to stop, literally stop. And now your attention is like, oh, dang, how much time do I have left to run? What's the distance? Who's behind me? Where are we at? Et cetera. That's what happened in 2020. Mm. Like we're, we're used to running, just running, 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 running to race until it's over. Right now, something was like, ah, timeout, pause, take stock of where you are. So now this is probably the first time we've really been presented with having that opportunity to unplug from the matrix, so to speak, for our daily routine where we're not able to be reflective when we don't have time to sit down and take stock. Even if folks journal, even if folks do all those other things, this is a moment when folks who usually don't even have time to spend with their family, let alone themselves, you got to know your children. Right. Those those children you be sending to school all the time for <laughs> other people to deal with. Baby you got to know your kids. <laughs> For that, for that spouse that you've been avoiding or that other person you've been running away from because, oh, we're so happy. Oh, my God. You got to spend some time. So you better have chose wisely mm. because when ish hits the fan and all the perks and benefits get removed, are you going to be happy with the situation? I think about where I'm at in terms of like working at independent schools. And I was joking with some folks earlier. I was like, listen. This independent school, and this, this is no slight to public school or any other education, but there is a slight, this is a slight to the American education system to begin with, because that needs work. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's something that we need to talk about. However, I was just thinking about, you know, independent schools, and how people pay money um, or like really, really invest in private education or, you know, they invest in the places that will give you um, a strong public educa- education with taxpayer dollars, et cetera land property, all that stuff. Right. So I'm thinking about those situations. I'm like, I'm in these independent schools for a certain reason. And I was joking. I was like really tongue in cheek. I was like, listen, I didn't sign up for this independent school life for it to feel like I'm working at like this rundown institution. Mm. And I think a lot of schools, we see some most elite colleges, some of the most elite preparatory schools, they were faced with a lot of trials and tribulations this year. So much so that it didn't feel as cushy as folks are accustomed to. Right. This is the first time they might have lost some perks and benefits. This is the first time it doesn't feel like they're showing up to a country club, let alone a job, right? Um, and folks are like, wow, is this what I want to do? Is this what I signed up for? And there's a number of different things like that. So I think this is the time where everyone needs to be reflective and think about where they are. Is 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 what you're doing in life something that brings you joy? Is what you're doing in life something that's worth your time? Is something that you're doing in your life working towards building that legacy that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Mrs. Izzy says, know you're starting five, quoting Professor Izzy, absolutely. And what you said was very powerful about the race, right? Because we also got to see who is the benefactors of all of us running the race, right? So now we see how important ownership is more than ever, which I think is paramount for our community specifically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you talk about, you know, taking a step back and zooming out and thinking about how folks were a little bit more, I guess, intentional about who they support, Mm -hmm. intentional about the places they consume, uh, more intentional about supporting black owned businesses and things of that nature. Um, Imagine if we, if we did that for the longest, if we've been doing that for the past 10 years, I know some folks have, some folks have, but imagine if we as a collective had that type of consciousness where we said, you know what, this is because here, here's here's the realty. A lot of people always say, "Why are you doing that? Why? Why? What about other people?" Every other culture that I've come across does that. They look out for their their own, so to speak, or at least they prioritize them, right? Um, so why can't we prioritize ourselves? Why can't we invest in ourselves? And I think 2020 was a year of when you have to invest in yourself. Is this 2020 was the year of um, the oxygen mask on an airplane? <laughs> you know, when when it's going down. Put yours on first. Right. Secure yours. That was, that's what 2020 was. You have to check on yourself first before you can help others. And, you know, it, it was just one of those situations where no one had the answers. Even the experts didn't have the answers. Mm-hmm. Or they had the, they had the answers, but they were incomplete at best. Right. So really thinking about all those things. Um, it's important for us to, to understand that, one, be grateful and thankful. Like my grandmother says, you know, every, every day she wakes up, she's like, I, I just, every day I wake up and my feet touch the floor. I thank, I thank God for, for another day. So being thankful and, and just grateful that we're here, um, because I know there's been tremendous loss, tremendous loss, um, some of which could have been avoided in some cases, um, but there's been tremendous loss. So just being being thankful and grateful that we're still here and not stopping there, though. And because mm. we're still here, we must still be here for a reason. 
So again, it's not the what, it's the why. So let's focus on that why. Absolutely. And as you let, you know, articulate it, we are understanding ourselves more. So I feel like it was a year of enlightenment of one's true self. And like you said, spending time internally and you got to understand your true worth. So us as a community, as Sangu Delhi articulated, around $4.2 trillion in economic power in the black community. So now we actually can see how we can use dollars to not only lift ourselves up, but be very conscious consumers as opposed to just running the race and not seeing who else is uh, running the race with us or who's the benefactor of the race. And Miss yes. Yizzy says 2020 has truly been a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. At the beginning of this year, lots of people talked about the 2020 vision. It didn't come in the package we expected, but everyone's eyes have been opened. Absolutely. And uh, very true. Well as, an, as an Aquarian, I appreciate that statement. So thank you, sis. Well said, well said for sure. You know, this <laughs> um, this was the year where a lot of people was like, this is my year, y'all. This is my year. And, you know, it was their year. Um, it was everyone's year in a lot of different ways, right? Um, and I think if folks move into 2021 without having been changed in one way, shape, or form, mm. I don't know if they got a pulse, brother. <laughs> I don't know if they're alive and breathing because honestly, 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 if you didn't, if you did not change in one way, shape, or form, if you did not stretch in one way, shape, or form, if your perspective has not shifted in one way, shape, or form this year, ooh, ooh, I, I tell you this much: you're not on my starting five. Ooh. I tell you this much, if, if your perspective has not changed, if you have not gained a deeper clarity, if you have not shifted your perspective in one way, shape, or form, if you have not um, found another way to look at life, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you can even argue that, I mean, you can question if that person even has a soul, right? Or are you, are you even conscious? Are you a zombie? Like, are you, are you actually there? Because based upon everything that we've all witnessed together collectively and most of it was recorded so you can visually see it so there's nothing to argue about and you're still where you are again perhaps uh perhaps we're playing different sports so yes. that's that's why we're not on the same team per se this is true this is true very true and i think it's important for us to really be honest with ourselves and understand that you know it's okay to be vulnerable and i think 2020 exposed a lot of vulnerabilities whether it was financially, mm. whether it was health-wise, mm -hmm. um, whether it was culturally. I'm talking about certain independent schools for a lot of black at all these schools, et cetera. It has exposed vulnerabilities, shortcomings, weaknesses. What are we going to do moving forward as we enter 2021 to address those vulnerabilities so that at the end of 2021, we're like, you know what? We've changed. We've grown. Those vulnerabilities, those weaknesses, those shortcomings no longer exist, or they're at least smaller than what they were before. How do we get there? Absolutely. And I think, uh, well, let's say most of our demographics on this channel can all agree that one of our vulnerabilities was solved in the recent election. So going forward in 2021, that's one less thing that we would collectively have to, we don't have to worry about per se, let's say. Yeah. And, um, Speaking of the recent election, uh, we have to make sure that we um, keep our foot on that gas pedal mm. um, to make sure that we, you know, and the folks are already taking, they're already letting off. A lot of folks are already letting off, but um, we have to keep that same energy moving into 2021 to make demands um, for them to represent the people who elected them. Georgia showed up and showed out. Black women showed up and showed out. Philly showed up and showed out. Mm-hmm. Americans who usually didn't vote before showed up and showed up. Like when Obama was running, absolutely. So what are we going to do now? Making sure that the folks that we elected, the folks that we got in office, make sure that they return the favor. Yes, got to hold them accountable. I feel like that's the best part of having a democracy, right? Because it's for, it's for the people, by the people. So technically, we should be able to go up to whoever and be like, listen, you said this, and you know that's why we voted for you. So if you don't start doing this, this is going to have to change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, is, is, is a, we talked about this before. It's, it's a notion or a matter of us gaining political maturity. Mm. And in some cases, folks don't know much about the political landscape. They don't know much about 
um, American politics or how the electoral college is or how the system works. A lot of folks are figuring this out and finding this out for the first time. And again, shots fired at the American education system because this this is civics. And in some cases, folks didn't know that or folks had to, you know, unlearn some of the things they were taught in order for them to learn the real stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, just really thinking about, oh, okay, how do we get more politically engaged? And it should start locally. It really should start locally. So when we're thinking about, again, back to that whole notion of legacy, think about being more uh, uh, politically engaged and more civically engaged. Um, It should start locally, start at the local level, start in our own communities. Um, How can we be more informed of the issues that's going to impact us, um, Mm. particularly our interests and the people that we care about? Um, So it's really about being a little bit more informed, reading, learning, attending meetings that are open to the general public, all those things. And then, you know, making sure that we hold folks accountable, not just voting in the general election, um, but voting whenever there's times to vote. Um, even if it's voting for stuff at uh, uh, organizations that you're a part of, whether it's a fraternity or sorority, whether it's, um, uh, you know, uh, a PTA, a parent teacher association, whatever the case may be, how can you get involved politically um, so you can have your imprint on the community that you're in? Absolutely. And I think that's absolutely critical. And I think with these recent political events and there's been a, let's say, a overall awareness of politics and the importance of it and how it trickles down to the people itself. So I think moving forward, we're going to see more people who are engaged in these matters and going to be, you know, more, more likely to pay attention to things that don't sound right. Like, wait a minute, that's, that doesn't correlate with what was said or presented earlier. So what's, what's going on here? Let's examine this more. And I think it was great, like similar to when, when Obama first ran, you had a younger generation more interested in politics. And again, Say what you will, but again, I'm thankful that we were in this unfortunate position with our current president because that galvanized people to become more uh, active in politics. I, I'll take it at this at this time. Absolutely, um, God makes no mistakes, um, and everything happens for a reason. And there's a season for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a season where we were supposed to be shaken, shaken like a nice brown drink, shaken. Just pop, 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 pop. Oh, yeah. So we fig- figure some stuff out because, again, a lot of us were asleep. Yes. Or a lot of us were too busy running, not focusing on, you know, anything outside of the race. Um, not looking to the left, not looking to the right, just, just looking straight ahead. Had tunnel vision in some ways because um, we're running, we're running, we're running. Um, and, you know, I think this is an opportunity that we have to think about and say, listen, I might have lost this. I might have lost this. I might have lost that. What did I gain? Is there anything that I gained? Was there anything that was salvaged? Is there anything that was a bright spot in 2020? So you talk about that positive outlook. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, what are some of the things that are like highlights, highlights for me of 2020? You know, outside of Creative Gourd, outside of Brownders, you know, outside of spending time with friend, family um, and friends, outside of that, you know, in terms of like Zoom parties and, you know, things like that, outside of those things. Um, I was thinking about a few things. I was like, one, um, the TikTok, TikTok was just, like all these TikTok videos and stuff that's been like circulating, <laughs> um, particularly things like, you know, uh, Hip Hop Harry. Uh, go, go. Like that joint gave me life for a little bit. Um, uh, and and um, shout out to homie Latoya. She uh, put uh, me and Amanda on to uh, Truff Hot Sauce. If you haven't tried Truff Hot Sauce yet, ooh, it will change your life. It wow. is, it is uh, truffle infused hot sauce. Um, it comes in different types. Wow. You got black truffle, white truffle. We've only had the black truffle version, just the hot sauce. We haven't had the hotter sauce. There's a hotter sauce, and there's also a white truffle uh truff. The, like these are some of the things that have saved 2020 for me. Um, and you know, there's other pieces too, but those are some of the highlights that could come off the top of my head. So when you think about this positive outlook, there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of loss, but what did we gain? Um, it was gifted to me, but I there's stuff on on um on Amazon. Um, you can probably get some on Amazon and on IG. I believe they their IG handle is Sauce, just Sauce. Wow! So I think that's what you could check. Okay, because uh, Chloe Diz is definitely my resident uh, hot sauce expert. She uh, travels with the sauce. She keeps the sauce on her. <laughs> she got that hot sauce in her bag, swag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. So those are some of the things that you know, uh, you know, just in terms of giving me a positive outlook. 
Um, thinking about, you know, counting small blessings. Thank God for small favors and little favors. Mm. I'm thankful for some of those things. Amen. And I'm thankful for what 2020 was, which was putting people or forcing people outside of their comfort zone and not giving them like, oh, I'm not ready yet. So kind of like if you're you know, going into the water and it's cold, 2020 just pushed you in. If you're going, you know, uh, skydiving and you're like, wait, I don't want to jump yet. 2020 just pushed you out. You just have to you have to burst through your comfort zone. And that's really when growth happens. So I'm very thankful for that. So similar to how Chloe was saying with pressure creates diamonds and friction creates pearls. These are the things that, you know, develop that character that, you know, develop nations and help build a legacy. No, that's that's very true. And I mean, uh, I really appreciate those analogies too, particularly the skydiving and the, you know, being pushed into the pool. You know, um, there's some folks who just dip their toe in first. Some folks are like, they don't jump in. Mm -hmm. Um, They might, they might go... You know, there's a few folks who go to the actual steps <laughs> at the pool and slowly start to wade in. There's some folks like that. But when you think about 2020 and, and, and stretching and being stretched, um, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact that a lot of my jobs that I've been in have stretched me in one way, shape or form. Like, So my first job outside um, after college was going back to work at Petty and the Missions. Mm-hmm. And I had to interview people. I had to go and visit schools. I had to go and do admissions fairs. And again, you know, introvert, don't really like talking unless I have to speak. Like that was something that pushed me outside of my comfort zone. Then I went to Swarthmore right. and I had to do it at a larger level when I actually were doing hour long information sessions, just talking for an hour straight about a school. And then think about all my, the rest of So each step of the way, I've been pushed further and further and further and further and further outside of my comfort zone to a point where I've been stretched. And I think 2020, if folks will embrace it, we can see that, guess what? You know, we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, and this is going to be something that's going to be great for us in 2021. Absolutely. And shout out to Ezzy in the building in the background. <laughs> He's rude. He's real rude. First and foremost, he was sitting on the couch sleeping because I told him. And now he wants to come over here and start playing. I don't got time. I'm thankful for him in 2020. But if he don't stop barking, he might not see 2021. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't have Peter come out. <laughs> right. That that just means can't bow out. That's all. <laughs> but yes, I mean, very, very thankful because as I feel like a fair amount of us know, Josh is usually that person who, instead of going on the steps, I'll cannonball in. So even even 2020 for me was very, very trying and had to get out of my comfort zone a lot. Started things like live streaming. So again, as as sis said, a blessing in disguise, right? So it's just things that you never considered doing. And there was something that I was always hesitant about for in terms of going live, whether that be on Instagram or going on YouTube or Facebook. But now it's kinda like it's kinda like treading water. It's like, all right, I'm I'm used to this. I know how to do this. Now let's see how we can improve upon it. Well, talk to me about this and, you know, thinking about, you you know, how you can improve upon certain things and, you know, gaining different perspective. We all know, brother, you're a traveler. Mm-hmm. You're a traveler. And, but COVID-19 has put a kibosh on that for a little bit, right? Yes. Um, how are you feeling with that? Like, have you have you learned anything um, just being a little bit more stationary and in solitude um, or just stationary as opposed to like going, you know, cause you be, you be out there, brother, you be out there. So did this give you any type of perspective, just being in the spaces that you usually are, um, like just home or locally, like how, how did that have an impact on you? Yeah, it definitely allowed me to observe things in my surroundings that I wouldn't normally observe because my mind would be on traveling to other places and, you know, doing other things for the podcast or whatever. So as you articulated before that's one of the things when i was able to step back and just observe because for the first couple weeks some of us uh weren't even working at all so right we're just at home with ourselves with our our loved ones and it's just like what what do we do now so again as an only child and an introvert and an intellectual that was like the best time ever because you get to go inside of you know outside of yourselves and have some self-discovery so it was more about observing other people from that perspective, which I always appreciate doing. Oh, that's great. That's great. And definitely self-discovery really is important and, and almost nostalgic too, in certain ways, you know, when you get a chance to spend a little bit more time with yourself, be back in solitude or remind yourself of the things that brought you joy before you were like running around, running around, running around. That's something that's very important. 
Absolutely. And, and as uh, Chloe Diz would say, uh, self-care. So she's very adamant about self-care, which I think is incredibly important. I think that's one of the things that Dr. Ashley Oliver, shout out to her, impressed upon us a lot. So I think it's very important to understand those things because it, I feel like when you have your worst day, sometimes the, your loved ones won't be able to pick you up. So sometimes you will have to pick yourself up. And as I feel like a lot of people experienced that in 2020. So hopefully they've developed some activities, some um, uh, mental mechanisms to lift up their spirits in, let's say, the, their darkest days and be able to understand that this is only temporary and it's not permanent. So temporarily, you know, kind of not necessarily get over it, but kind of like get over it temporarily until you can, uh, I guess, get that homeostasis where you feel back to normal. No, I agree. And I think one of the things that I hope this has taught folks, particularly those folks who've never gone through anything in their life, mm. particularly those folks who are used to living a life of privilege without any barriers or obstacles, I hope, I hope they learn some resiliency. Right. I hope they learn what that is, what that looks like, um, what it means. Um, because, you know, there's been folks who've, been going through it for a long time, a long time. And, you know, this is something that I always use when I do my, um, you know, my consulting with 11-1 Enterprises or when I'm just doing my stuff at school. Um, I talk to them. I'm like, listen, we're, everyone keeps talking about, oh, we're in, we're in dual pandemics, right? We're, we're in COVID-19 and we're in systemic racism. But I, I take it a step further. And I say, imagine, imagine if COVID-19 was taking place for the past 400 years. Oof. Imagine, imagine how life would be like. Um, this is the first time folks of privilege had to think about what to wear, had to think about how far to stand away from someone while standing and waiting in line, mm. had to wonder <clears throat> whether or not they looked suspicious when they were wearing a certain thing. Like there's just so many things that they weren't accustomed to because they lived lives of privilege. And now there's a time where they might a little bit, hopefully, gain some empathy of what it means to walk in someone else's shoes who has to do this as their daily existence, whether there's a pandemic or not, whether there's a virus or not. Um, so I hope that folks are becoming a little bit more empathetic and learning that, you know what, maybe I should change and understand that these things really do exist and not always say, well, it doesn't happen to me, so it doesn't exist. Duh, of course it doesn't <laughs> happen to you. That's how privilege works. Right. Um, so when you think about these things, I hope folks understand that one, there's some folks who already know what grit, determination, and resiliency is because that's been their whole life. Right. And there's some folks who are just now becoming hip to that, folks who are becoming woke now. And I just hope that they take that and keep that same energy moving forward. Absolutely. And it reminds me of your original question and how, you know, with one of the things I was able to observe were the people or let's say our ancestors who lived through a lot of different things that built that resiliency. So not just civil rights, right? Not just Jim Crow, but let's say our older ancestors also experienced the Spanish flu, then all those things. And then now COVID. So seeing things from their perspective in the empathetic manner, which you articulated, it just makes me think about, you know, again, a lot of us, when, again, when I, I say that collectively, you know, like not us specifically, but let's say us in the Western world, a lot of us have, you know, well, I would say trivial complaints, which essentially can be summed up into first world problems. Right. It's not it's not really life or death, but we're treating it like that because that's how spoiled we are from our our lifestyle. Right. Because we have we're able to, we're blessed enough to have that lifestyle. So I feel like that resiliency is is key now, especially because you know, after observing what, you know, our ancestors have observed as well. Yeah, it's all about perspective taking. And it's about um, really understanding that, you know what, moving forward, if we're thinking about 2021, how can we be better? How can we be the better version of ourselves mm -hmm. and encourage others to be the better version of themselves? Um, so not only is it about perspective taking, um, but it's also about having critical consciousness. So you can look at something through a critical lens and you know, like I always tell my students, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm telling you how to think. Right. And once you learn how to think 
anything that comes across your 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 desk or in front, like you can look at it through a critical lens and come come to your own conclusion. And you know, I think that that is a good skill to have, and it's a good skill to have as you take it through life. For you to look at 2020, and you can either say, you know what, 2020 was this, that, and the third, or you could look at it and say, you know what. Through a critical lens, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about my community? What did I learn about my loved ones? What did I learn about the world? And really reflect on that and think about what lessons can you take with yourself into 2021? We owe that much to the people who didn't make and survive in 2020. Mm -hmm. We owe that much to the people, talk about legacy again, right? We owe that much to the people who are going to come after us. Right. What mistakes did we make so we know not to make them again? Um, What things should we change? In order to be an improved and a more informed society, um, we know what inequity looks like. How can we make it a more equitable and just world? I mean, the reality is some people don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't like is when folks make it seem like, oh, I do, I do. But just tell me you don't. Just tell me you don't. It'll save us a lot of time and energy. But just being really reflective and having that critical lens and thinking about perspective taking. Um, in order for us to really make sense of all that's going through right now. Because if you just have the news on, you know, you talk about it, like there's a lot of layers to what's happening right now. There's a lot of perspectives out there. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of facts, false, false facts or fake news. <laughs> there's a lot of things out there. Yeah. There's a lot of things out there. So it's important for us to really sift through all that noise and uh, with a critical lens and, and, and arrive at our own conclusions. Absolutely. And that critical critical lens and critical thinking, I think, is a great segue to, you know, talking about building a legacy, because I think 2020 also taught all of us patience. Right. So when we live in this instant society where you can send a message to someone literally on the other side of the world in less than three seconds, it kind of warps our perspective of time and for and we kind of develop a lack of patience about things. So I always like to remember, you know, Rome was never built in a day, but it was destroyed in one, right? Atlantis was never built in a day, but it was destroyed in one. And building a legacy is, for me, essentially the illustration of endowment thinking. So shout out to Sankadili once again. So endowment, uh, endowment thinking in real time, because at the end of the day, our time is finite, right? Specific to each of us individually, like DNA. So we are all here for a reason and our foundation for our legacy is why we are here. So essentially we shouldn't be wasting time that we had an abundance of in 2020. So now we can see the true value of our time and what we want to do with our remaining time on earth collectively. And then to your original point about those who come after us and our true legacy. Yeah. And I think it's important that you note that because um, for me, I think I remember the saying the, the faster you climb, the quicker you'll fall. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's important to take our time. It's important not to rush certain things. You can't rush excellence. Um, you know, some people who become a celebrity overnight, please believe, please believe they're going to lose that even quicker. Mm. So, you know, we shouldn't be chasing clout like that. We should be thinking about how can we build? How can we sustain? How can we maintain? How can we actually go through that, uh, you know, the, the trenches, so to speak, so we can get to that 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 peak, you know, realizing that there's going to be some peaks and valleys along the way, peaks and valleys along the way, ebbs and flows. Um, but it's important for us to really think outward in terms of that endowment thinking mindset and really think about what a legacy looks like. I mean, you know, it's it's been, what, 10 years since we graduated college, yeah. like just over 10 years since we graduated college. So we a decade in this month. We a decade in, bro. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've done a lot in the 10 years. Yes. We've done a lot. However, if you're just like me, and I know you are, we might sit down and think to ourselves, we still haven't done enough. Thank you. However, the real <laughs> T is we've done enough mm-hmm. and we've been put, we've put ourselves in a position to do even more next year and the next 10 years. And, you know, I think because we're ambitious, because we're creative, because we're always thinking that endowment thinking mindset, we might be like, you know what? I know we're at C, mm. but we should have been at F by now. Right. And that's and sometimes, you know, we, we can we can get we can fall into that trap, so to speak. And you know, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to um 
really understand is I want to set myself up for that longevity. I want to set myself up for the, to enjoy the journey and realize that guess what, even though it didn't feel like it, or even though I feel like I might, I should be somewhere else. Um, all the stuff that I've been doing as tedious, as tedious as it might have been, or as unexciting as it might've been, <laughs> has been like the foundation of what's to come. So, you know, me and Amanda talk about it all the time. And it's like, you know, she's grinding right now. Like mm-hmm. she's grinding in med school. Like she's in her fourth year in med school. And there's a lot of times we have conversations like, oh, we wish, should have, could have, would have, blah, blah, whatever. But listen, when we have kids, our kids are going to be set because we've been putting in work. Right. Now, we could have had kids a long time ago. Don't think we didn't want kids a long time ago. Mm. What I'm saying is part of that endowment thinking and part of that situation is delayed gratification. Mm. Kids bring you gratification. You want to build a family that brings you gratification. However, we realize that we can choose to do this a different way. Let's build some stuff, put some infrastructure in place, and then we bring in new people. So in other words, if we're looking at our family as a franchise or as a company, we can't hire new employees or create new employees when there's no jobs to begin with. We can't move folks into an office space when we don't have a building to house the office. So when we talk about these things, yes, we might want that because we're trying to grow faster than we're actually growing. Um, there's things we've talked about. We're like, okay, yeah, uh, nah, we should hold off on that. Nah, we should hold off on that. We should hold off on that because we want to live a life that we want to live. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, we're living a life that we're just kicking it, chilling, you know, flying underneath the radar having a fantastic time doing it Mm -hmm. Um, all because we know that the future is bright for us. If we are faithful with what we have now and the things that we're doing now. So I remember when I turned 30, I was like, yo, these are my Jesus years, right? (laughs) So from 30, 33 and you know, January and January, I'm turning 33, February, you turn to the same age. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if I look back over my life and I look at the past three years, I did what I said I wanted to do. And by the grace of God, I've been blessed with certain things. You know, I said I wanted to launch a successful business. You know, I wanted to make sure that I can start to get my name out there. I want to make sure I can build some capital in certain spaces. I've done that, thankfully. Um, and, you know, it's really about being patient, mm. real patient. And we have the tendency to be super ambitious to the point where we might become um, too hard on ourselves mm-hmm. where we're like, Oh, what you doing, bro? You could be doing more. You should be doing more. You know, you got a little pixie on the side, like Chappelle show, right? You got a little pixie talking to you and talking to you different ears. Um, but just understand, like, like they say here in Philadelphia, trust the process, <laughs> trust the process. And the process is, is, it's real. It's real. So if we're talking about playing chess, I don't know if folks watch the queen's gambit. We had watched that on, uh, or Netflix, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, it just highlights the beauty of the uh, of the game of chess and really knowing, knowing not only, and here's the real tea, you not only need to know how to play chess, you need to know what all the pieces do, you need to have clarity and vision over that whole chess board, you need to know your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities, you also need to know your strengths, you need to know the opportunities, the threats, right, if you're doing like a SWOT analysis, but then also know your opponent. And there's a lot of times folks didn't know who their opponent was. 2020 is waking folks up. They now know who their opponent is. And here's the realty. Sometimes the opponent is you. Exactly. Sometimes you're your own worst enemy. You're standing in your own way. Um, so that's my long answer to say, you know, in terms of legacy building, it's about patience. Mm. It's about trusting the process. It's about having the right team. If you don't have a team yet, if you don't know who's on that team, start thinking about it. Start building because nobody, nobody can do life by themselves. I don't care what your, I don't care what your situation is. Maybe marriage is not for you. Whatever. Maybe you don't have a family. I got that. Find people. Find people because we can't do it by ourselves. We need a team. We need a village. It takes a village. It really does take a village. So, um, I'm grateful for my village. I'm grateful for folks like you. I'm grateful for, you know, my family. Um, and, you know, we're we going to get this. As, as long as there's breath in my body, we're going to get this, bro. Oh, yes. that's. Uh, I think that's one of the main things that gets me out of bed in the morning, to be honest. Things like that, having conversations with people like you and just understanding that our visions are aligned for 
excellence for our community in addition to ourselves and as we're discussing for the legacy we leave behind and uh close says patient patience and understanding patient and understanding the value of the process and the grind fruits of thy labor shall prosper amen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. amen to that thousand percent and so again i want to give immense credit and appreciation to dr ashley oliver who you know taught us all the the concept of imposter syndrome right mm -hmm. so as a person who you know usually takes chances and bets on themselves i think that's one of the best ways that you can solidify the foundation of your kingdom is to take those actual chances take action bet on yourself believe in yourself disregard any imposter syndrome and be thankful for those connections that you spoke of because those are the people who are going to point it out to you like listen we appreciate you being humble but right now you have imposter syndrome so we're going to need you to disregard that and go and go do what you do it's kind of like imagine if if michael jordan or r.i.p kobe had the perspective of a uh, a 12th man on the bench and everyone on the team had to be like hey you're michael jordan you're kobe go do what you do so essentially even if you're the last one on the bench still think of yourself as Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. That's real. It's funny because um, um, whenever we talk about imposter syndrome, and remember I was talking about sometimes your your, your opponent is you. Like your, your, your strongest opponent is you. Yes. Um, thinking about that, it reminds me, oh, yes, yeah, self-awareness leads to self-alignment and finding a tribe to aid in the journey of success. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We all need that tribe for real. Um, particularly when times get tough. Yes. You need folks to lean on. Um Actually, to that point, um, one of my mentors slash friends slash brothers, um, he said, um, his name is Norman. He said, um, he shared an African proverb. He said, be a mountain or lean on one. Oh, I like that. Be a mountain or lean on one. And I think that's the importance that we need to really understand that we can't we can't do it by ourselves. And if you're that person who's like, yo, I'm strong, I'm strong, then maybe you should be that mountain for others. And make sure that you're not putting any things in the way of people getting to you. So really thinking about that when you take stock. Um, but in terms of that whole imposter syndrome piece, I think, I think Amanda had showed me a meme or something. It was like, you know, because there's a lot of times when we, we we are qualified. We're qualified. We might doubt ourselves, but we're qualified. And there was a meme that was like, listen, don't, don't doubt yourself. You are qualified. You know you're qualified. Kick that imposter syndrome out the window. Because there's someone right now who's not qualified who doesn't care mm. and is not seeking to change or get better and improve. And they are just trying to live their best life to the fullest while they're just doing damage. Mm. So who are we to stand in our own way of being great? And it reminds me of the quote from Marion Williamson. You know, our deepest fear um, is not that we're inadequate, but that we're a powerful, powerful beyond measure. Right. Yes. Um, so really think about that. Like we should allow our lights to shine, never dim our light, not even for ourselves because we're too scared. Um, so when you think about things such as, for example, Brown just Barbershop, you know, Creative Gourd, you have all your podcasts, brother, <clears throat> you know, yes, you know, we, we can do these things, but we've, we've never been in certain spaces where it's like, oh, you know what? I want to do that. You know, that, 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 that just comes natural to me. I want to share my whole world with everybody. Like, it, it's what do we call to do? Right. Um, and all this stuff happened out of this quarantine. Um, and when you talk about making lemonade out of lemons, you mm -hmm. know, realizing that some folks don't even have lemons, you know, you know, but they might find a seed from someone else's and plant it and they do all this. How are you going to how are you going to make your lemonade in 2021? That's what I want to know. That's the question. You talk about legacy. How are you going to build that lemonade factory? Oh, lemonade factory. First of all, you got to got to find the right team. I think that's I think that's critical. Find the right team. And before you find the right team. Find your right purpose first, because once you take those steps down your purpose and mission in life, your team will manifest itself because you'll naturally be hanging around these people once you are pursuing your vision. So you'll you'll all collectively be doing things that will intertwine and synchronize moving forward. And then you guys can collectively see how your visions overlap, which is fantastic. And that to me, that's the one of the my favorite aspects about life that I learned from playing basketball and team sports and the power of teamwork and, you know, fellowship is understanding the common goal and then, you know, having, having the discipline 
and the passion for the for the outcome, the desire goal of everyone on the team to work together. And as you always say, each person has their own part to play. Each person has their own role. So know your role, do your role, and the team will win. Mm-hmm. And, th- and see, and that, that part is critical. Know your role and do your role. There's so many folks out there who don't know how to stay in their own lane. Yeesh. It's like, yo, that's not your gift. That's not your talent. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like, listen, if I join church, I'm not joining the choir. <laughs> that's not my ministry. That's not my gift. That's not my talent. Mm-hmm. It's not. I might serve on the educational ministry or maybe I'll be a deacon, but I am not joining the choir. God knows my heart. However, <laughs> God also knows my voice and I can't <laughs> sing. Now, someone, we can all sing, but I can't sing well. All right. <laughs> so it's important for us to know and be comfortable and content with the gifts and talents that we have, because the gifts and talents that we have, others don't have and they wish they had them. Mm. So it's like, stop it. You know, so I think it's important for us to be comfortable and secure enough to understand that. Guess what? We do have shortcomings and it's all right. Everyone has shortcomings. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. And it's about building that team because my shortcomings might be your strength. Right. Your shortcomings might be my strength. So it's important for us to have a team. You build a team. And I forgot somebody. I can't remember who said it, but it's like you shouldn't want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm -mm. What does that do for you? Exactly. You should, always, you should always look to level up. So I want to be around people who know more than me, or at least know something different than I know. That's how that's how you flip it. That's how you diversify, um, you know, your knowledge and gain this knowledge that you can then open up other dimensions into the world for yourself, other avenues for you. Things that you thought were unattainable are now attainable because you you increased your circle, you diversified your circle, and you were comfortable knowing that. Guess what? You don't know everything. Exactly. The minute you can be comfortable and say, you know what, I don't know everything and I might have to turn to other people for answers, the better off you'll be. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, when you were first articulating your mountain metaphor, I was actually viewing the person that would be leaning on even as a mentor. So not Mm -hmm. just necessarily for, let's say, emotional strength or anything like that, but essentially a mentor, like having that mountain of knowledge that you can always, uh, let's say, metaphorically mine. But not, mm-hmm. but not over abundantly, if that, if that makes sense. No, it makes 100% sense. Um, and that's important. Again, the things that get in the way, ego, mm-hmm. pride, greed, particularly around money or clout or fame, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hope, I hope if nothing else in 2020, I hope folks have gained humility. Mm. I hope folks understand that they're not invincible. I hope folks understand that they can't just call all the shots. Because it might look like they're calling the shots, but it's going to catch up with you, bro. It's going to catch up with you, sis. Yes. Um, so just really keeping those things in mind so we can understand that, guess what? There, there are greater things in this world than we. There hmm. are greater things. Um, and, you know, regardless of what your faith background is or whether or not you have one, um, it's important to realize, as our old teacher, Patrick Joseph Clemens, used to say. <laughs> BJC. We are not the center of the universe. We are not the center of the universe. As and, a, you know, as an only growing child, growing up in America, yeah. we might think that. But I, yeah, as an only child, I respectfully disagree. But I understand the sentiment. <laughs> 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 but absolutely, I think humility is huge. You know, it, it's one of those things that can come off as a cliche. Like every anytime anyone talks about humility in a speech, you know, sometimes we, you know, we can, you know, roll our eyes. Like I know I used to do it when I was younger. But it, it's it's true when you when you grow up and understand it, it's it's very valuable because it'll open doors that your pride will slam shut in your face or get you tossed out like Jazzy Jeff type of thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, the funny thing about humility is because a lot of people that a lot of folks you know you, you've heard about the humble brag. It's like you're not being you're not being um, humble. You're not uh, uh, displaying humility. That's, that's the humble brag. But for me, you know, um, as I put in my tagline, like in my bios is. I live on the corner of humility and confidence yes. in a house built on faith. That's right. That's that's what it is for me. Like, I'm humble. I exhibit humility, but I also have confidence. I know the stuff I can do. I know my gifts. I know my talents. I'll share them with folks. I'm not going to dim my light, but I'm still humble. And I know that, guess what? I can only do this by the grace of God and the fact that I still have breath in my body. Um, and I think about all these things. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's in the house built of faith. But a lot of folks... They think they're humble, but they're not. 
you know? Mm. Um, and I think it's important for us to really practice that humility and understand that, you know, like we always said, tomorrow's not promised. Um, and whatever you, like when, whenever you're given another day, what are you going to do with that day? You got 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with it? And like I said to other folks, you know, when people always ask me about like marriage advice, I'll tell people the advice that folks that told me before, just in terms of numbers or whatever. But folks asked me about marriage advice. I was like, listen, once I got married, I have 48 hours in a day. Mm. I'm winning. That's right. I'm winning. Got 48 hours in a day. You got 24. What's good? <laughs> Take that. I'm going to spend my 48. And we good, <laughs> you know, but you, you can only you can only have 48. If you trust that person, you only have 48. If you know that person's not going to waste their 24. Right. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? So when you think about these things, it's, it's important. So when you think about your team. If you got five, you know, do the math. Absolutely. If you got ten, do the math. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's key. As long as everyone knows their role and is mm-hmm. uh, happy with it and passionate about it, and amazing things will definitely happen. And considering the whole aspect of legacy building, I mean that that's how things really get done. Because not everyone can be president. Not everyone mm-hmm. can be vice president. Right. Not everyone can be CEO, but do you have positions like CFO and, and everything else? So there's always a role to play. And I think we all get bogged down by the titles. But if you know if they're on if you're all on the same team and you're essentially all on the same ship and steering the ship, you can still have some, you know, some contributing, let's say, control over that role and what the role does, because it's, it should be based upon your own strengths. So it should be a role that you should not only embrace but enjoy if if it's let's say done correctly. And and, and that point that you just raised is huge. Why? Because every time I talk about again, like I said, when I do myself for eleven one or when I'm at work or whenever just talking in general, um, it's important for people to be on the same page. It's important for people to understand where you're coming from. It's important for folks to understand where they're going. Mm. Right. So I always talk about the whole notion of having that north star. Right. That, that North Star. You talk about, again, the thinking gourd. The thinking gourd was the playoff of the, the drinking gourd, the Big Dipper, you know, Polaris, the North Star, mm-hmm. let, let, let enslave folks to freedom, right? What is that North Star? So when you're talking about the team that you have, you have to, you might come from different walks of life, perspectives, backgrounds, et cetera. You have to agree on what that North Star is, realizing that there's multiple ways to get to it. But what is that North Star? You have to agree on what that North Star is. Be focused on that. So when you think about building a legacy, what is your North Star for the legacy that you want to build? And then you can start to put forth a plan to get there or plans to get there. So you can have a contingency plan in case A doesn't work, in case B doesn't work. And that's how you really start to do legacy building. Absolutely. And in terms of building the legacy of the creative gourd, which the name was thought of by Professor Israel, we are actually going to do something a little bit more different and let's say structured in 2021 so we are going to have a syllabus starting in january 2021 and similar how you would with a a class uh talking about elements of life for black people in america and also the world so even things like how professor israel talks about like how hip-hop culture shaped our community how we are portrayed in the media and not to get Uh, caught up in things like the self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, marriage in the black community, and other aspects that would add immense value and hopefully healing and building a solid foundation and thus legacy. So a lot of of great things to be looking forward to in 2021 for the Creative Gourd. Yes, sir. Sounds great, man. Sounds great. Absolutely. And once again, since this is our last show of the year, I just wanted to thank everyone for sticking through of us because we're, we're kind of, you know, kind of making it up as we go along here. We're just adapting to the the circumstances that we've all been dealt. So we appreciate the love, support and the, the fellowship and the, and the fellowship. And just wanted to give a sincere thank you and deep heartfelt, you know, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. And of course, thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, definitely. And, you know, we talk about starting five. We talk about your team. We talk about a village. You know, folks who are always in the comments, folks who are always supporting, folks who like, folks who subscribe, etc. You are our team. You are our village. We want to build with you. We want to build together. So we appreciate y'all. And we'll see you on the other side in 2021. Absolutely. So everyone have a great day and enjoy the rest of your year.
Peace. You repeat what they created and get power to hate. But worst of all, we disappoint all the greats. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah. Hey. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah. Hey. Hey.